From the Cervera Newsroom in sunny Miami, welcome to the Miami Real Estate Podcast, your home for expert insight on all things Miami real estate. I'm your host, Omar DeWint. Let's get started. Bom dia, Brazil, from the Aston Martin residences here in downtown Miami. I'm your host, Omar DeWint, with a special edition of the Miami Real Estate Podcast. Today, we're going to be doing a Brazilian buyer spotlight and kicking off this new series in Portuguese. I'm joined by my co-host, Miami's ambassador to Brazil and an all-around power broker associate, Mariana Lima. Mariana, welcome. Thank you, and we're very happy to have you here today, and we're very happy to start a series about all the information that the Brazilians need to know. Então, a gente está muito feliz hoje que o Omar e a Alice, obviamente, estão com a gente aqui. Nós vamos começar é, contando um pouquinho para vocês o que é Miami e o que vem por aí. So, Brazil is one of the most important markets for Miami, and so we're going to be talking about why Miami, why now, and helping us lead that conversation is a Miami power broker and managing partner of Cervera Real Estate, Alicia. Alicia, welcome. So happy to be here, um, greeting all of our Brazilian customers and friends from beautiful Brazil. Bom dia. <laughs> so uh, Alicia, or Alicia Cervera La Madrid, I should say, I think I left off your, her, your last name there on the intro. Alicia Cervera La Madrid and her family have been in Miami real estate for almost 50 years now. In that time, you've really had one of the biggest impacts on the landscape of South Florida, redefining neighborhoods from downtown, Brickell, South of Fifth, and Edgewater. But it wasn't always that way in the beginning, or let's start at the beginning, Alicia. Uh, então, a pergunta do Omar, na verdade, a introdução do Omar é para nossa querida Alicia Cerveira, que além de ser uma pessoa maravilhosa, é, tem um dos maiores impérios no sul da Flórida. Elas, na verdade, a família delas criou essa cidade, que era nada, há 50 anos atrás. E a Alicia está aqui hoje para contar um pouquinho para nós, brasileiros, que é possível. Thank you, Mariana. And we're working out the kinks on the adult <laughs> so bear with us. But Alicia, take us back to the beginning. You have an amazing story. How did your family get here and what was, tell us about that journey. Well, it was a, a journey that started in 1961 with the Cuban Revolution. Um, my father was in sugar. They had refineries and sugar plantations. And my mother had arrived in Cuba as the daughter of the Peruvian ambassador. So I too have very deep roots in South America. And when they, Cuban Revolution happened in, in 59. I uh, had just been born, actually in 58 was the year. Um, and my parents uh, were very young. They mm -hmm. were in their 20s. Two young kids, um, Veronica, my sister and I. And my father uh, joined the counter-revolution, collaborating with the CIA. So while some people had the foresight to leave, other people decided to stay and fight the fight. And he was one of them. So when the... Uh, revolution came and the actual invasion came right before my parents put my sister and I on a plane and we actually arrived in Miami, she six and I three, hand in hand. And in Miami were my grandparents and my aunts and their children. But my mother decided to stay with my father because she thought it would be safer for him. Well, as we all know, the uh, revolution didn't go sideways. It went completely upside down. And uh, thanks to the foresight of my parents to plan an exit strategy, Dad mm -hmm. was able to get out with the help of Mom and the diplomatic corps through the Mexican embassy. So we were reunited about uh, three to six months later. So uh, starting really from nothing, and I think that that's one of the points that we want to make on this podcast, that this is a country and a city that not only you can start from nothing, but in fact, now it invites you to come with what you have and, and help us and you grow together. 
Então, é, essa história da Alicia é, é uma das histórias mais lindas, porque, na verdade, ela estava contando que os pais dela eram muito jovens em Cuba durante a Revolução. É, a mãe peruana, ele cubano, e as crianças pequenas, ela e a Verônica, a Alicia tinha três, é, e elas vieram sozinhas para os Estados Unidos. Imagina, duas crianças de seis e três anos vieram sozinhas e a Alicia Sinner, mãe, resolveu ficar com o marido porque achou que era mais seguro para ele para estarem a família toda junto. E, eles, e elas vieram pequenininhas para ficar com os avós. E aí a revolução não deu certo e graças a Deus, no fim, eles conseguiram é, chegar aqui e se juntar. Mas tudo isso para contar que... O que a gente consegue fazer aqui em Miami, a gente talvez não consiga fazer em nenhum outro país do mundo. Então, assim, é muito é muito possível que é, uma família que venha com força, com vontade de trabalhar, consiga ser alguém aqui. Que isso é, é bastante é, diferente de todos os outros países. Well, historically speaking, Miami has a very special relationship with Brazil and Latin America in general. But what, uh, Mariana, tell us a little bit about what is, is the perception right now and what is, the, what is that dynamic looking like in 2018? Na verdade, é, todo mundo sabe que o Brasil passou por algumas transformações econômicas e a gente teve realmente uma lavagem de todas as coisas assim que eu imagino que todos os brasileiros gostariam. Então, a gente teve uma, uma limpeza dos políticos corruptos, a gente teve uma limpeza de empresas que não pagavam impostos, porque é muito fácil você fazer dinheiro quando você não está fazendo as coisas corretamente. Então, o Brasil mudou muito e eu acho que hoje é, a gente tem uma maturidade para entrar num mercado, que é o mercado de Miami, mas entrar de forma diferente do que era antigamente. Então, a gente vê assim, é, historicamente a gente sempre teve três tipos de compradores aqui. O comprador que procurava um investimento, o comprador é, que queria ter uma segunda casa e o comprador que queria mudar para Miami. E hoje em dia, esse, esse comprador que quer mudar para Miami é um, é um ser humano diferente, é um ser humano com uma maturidade econômica muito maior, que pode ajudar a cidade, pode fazer essa cidade crescer, mas, ao mesmo tempo, ele pode aproveitar de uma cidade que já expandiu, que já cresceu e que já tem muito a oferecer. É... Alicia, uh, I would love your uh, input into, into that, because we have mentioned that Miami has changed completely? It has. Um, I think that it's, it's very relevant that when people arrive today, they're arriving at a city that, that is, is here. Mm -hmm. We've arrived. Mm -hmm. You know, when I got to Miami, it was a village. It was really a very small town. And we spent the first, you know, 30 years, if you will, trying to create a platform. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of heavy lifting went on there. So what's happening now is that the growth is exponential. It's not that everything is done, quite the contrary. What we have is a very sound and solid platform that is incredibly expansive with what I guess was just announced as a trillion dollar economy right. that is absolutely hungry for talent and new ideas to come and help support that and build it higher. So the platform that took so long to build is now built. Not super long. Well, 20, 30 years <laughs> feels like a while, right? <laughs> But as I like to say, I had the good fortune of growing up in a city that grew up with me. Right. So the city right now, and I always talk about people, you know, my background is in psychology. So I like to say that Miami right now is in its early 30s. It's kind of a perfect time because all that little kid growing up stuff and all that fun, love and the sun stuff has been done. 
So we reaped the benefit of that. We're still an incredibly fun city, but now in our early 30s, we have all this knowledge mm -hmm. and we have to see what we do with it and where we take it as we go into our 40s and 50s, which is when people really become productive. Right. So there's a lot of exciting times ahead. Um, eu normalmente copio a Alicia quando as pessoas me perguntam isso e eu digo que teve muito trabalho há 20, 30 anos atrás para formar essa cidade que a gente tem hoje. E hoje ela é uma cidade, se comparada a um ser humano, ele tem os 30 anos. Então a bagunça de quando eu era criança já passou e o futuro tem muito ainda para acontecer. Então hoje a gente tem, talvez a gente não tenha as 514 empresas aqui, mas a gente tem é, as maiores aceleradoras, as grandes incubadoras. Então a gente tem hoje muito para oferecer. Então Miami é uma cidade hoje que qualquer coisa que você quiser fazer bem feito aqui, você vai fazer com bastante sucesso. So what are some of the other, in now in this early 30s, uh, peak time for Miami as a city, what are some of the other key important drivers, economic drivers that uh, contribute to the Why Miami conversation? No, I think it's fascinating how history has aligned itself so well with the city. Because at a time where technology is redefining how we live in such real ways, because who would have thought even 10 years ago that you wouldn't be driving your car in the future, it wouldn't be aspirational. You might have a car because you love your car and you want to have your Aston Martin for fun, right. but you wouldn't need that car to go to work. You wouldn't need that car to go to the supermarket. And you might not need a driver's license because the car will drive for you. <laughs> so we are at the perfect time to meet that challenge of mm -hmm. redefining the world because of how young this city is. So with this platform that's been developed now, where we're one of the strongest banking centers in all of the United States, we have one of the most um, important airports. I think it's the second international airport in the, in the country. We have a seaport that has been doubled in size in, in, in a capacity in order to be able to receive the uh, cargo that's coming in from the expanded Panama Canal. We have all of the infrastructure that was created to support that Panama Canal mm -hmm. coming. We've got the Bright Line, which is the rapid uh, train that's connecting us now and making us a tri-county area, so that not only are you going to have the ability to work and play in Miami, but you're going to be able to connect with Palm Beach, but more importantly, Fort Lauderdale, Palm Beach, and Orlando will be able to connect with Miami, right. which has increased our employment base. Because one of the challenges when a city is growing as quickly as this one is, we have to keep our talent growing. So for many years now, Miami has been importing talent rather than exporting. Our mm -hmm. young people are staying here and their friends are coming here. And you know, in the United States, people go away to college. Right. So to have them come back is critical because if there's not opportunity and if it's not fun and if it's not fabulous, they have so many choices. Right. But what we are finding now is that this is the fun, fabulous, high employment place to be. So the kids are coming back, the universities, of course, are growing and expanding, and we have ever-increasing options for education at the highest level here, with research hospitals, institutions. We, we have our, what they call, medical tourist industry, mm -hmm. which is enormous because our medical center here uh, services all the Caribbean, a lot of South America, and of course we have, for instance, the Baskin Palmer Eye Institute, which is considered the best in the United States, potentially the world. Mm -hmm. So from all of the different sectors we continue to pull, 
And we've come such a long way with Art Basel and the cultural side. We've built our art museum. We've built our science museum. We've built the New World Symphony. Of course, we built the Adrian Arsh Center for ballet and opera and other performances. And my beloved American Airlines Arena, right. <laughs> where the heat played, where we have all the pop concerts. Right it's here in the corner? Right here in the corner. But everything is kind of in the corner, because we are in the heart of mm -hmm. downtown in Brickell. So this is kind of the perfect place. It's The only problem with this location is there's too many good restaurants. <laughs> it's terrible for right. my hips. But other than that, it's just fantastic. I heard an interesting statistic recently. Miami is number five best foodie city in the U.S. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it has to be, right, with all of this wonderful No, and, and if you think about it, like, not, and let me go back, and then I'm going to speak Portuguese. Um, então, na verdade, o Omar estava perguntando para a Alice o que mais vem por aí. E ela estava dizendo que, assim, a maravilha dessa cidade é que tem um monte para vir, mas muito já foi feito. Então, na verdade, as nossas escolas são, tipo, a nossa middle school ransom é, tipo, top 1 nos Estados Unidos. É, as nossas faculdades são incríveis e hoje em dia são top 50 também nos Estados Unidos. É, a gente vê muito talento entrando aqui e ficando. Por que, por que, que o jovem fica? O jovem fica porque tem que ser fã, tem que ter emprego, tem que ter dinheiro, tem que ter de tudo um pouco. E Miami conseguiu, com esse, nesses anos todos, ser essa cidade que te dá qualidade de vida, segurança, bons hotéis, bons restaurantes, é a quinta cidade fúria do mundo, a gente ganhou esse prêmio outro dia, então assim, a cada ano que passa, a gente vai criando mais coisas, a gente tem um incrível turismo é médico, então a gente tem muito talento aqui dentro da cidade, e esse talento é o que faz essa cidade realmente se diferenciar das outras dos Estados Unidos. Absolutely, and so in terms of, you, we talked about schools. Schools are a very important aspect of, of the Why Miami conversation. For those that are looking to move here, Mariana, why don't we talk a little bit about our school systems, maybe the comparison to uh, schools in Brazil. É, eu, eu normalmente gosto de dizer o seguinte, uh, o brasileiro antes não mudava para cá, especialmente o brasileiro que tinha mais é, é, opções, né? Uh, porque faltava muita coisa aqui. Então, você falava, vou morar em Miami, vou estudar onde? Que faculdade eu vou fazer em Miami que seja melhor, por exemplo, que uma Getúlio Vargas ou uma FAP? Hoje em dia, e de novo, não estou comparando que qual escola é melhor do que a outra, mas hoje em dia, por exemplo, se você quer vir morar em Miami, colocar os seus filhos numa faculdade aqui é, nos Estados Unidos, você pode chegar, se você é um Florida Rance, você vai pagar 6 mil dólares ano. Então, assim, não tem nenhum outro lugar no Brasil que você consiga alguma coisa como isso. Então, hoje a gente vê é, um brasileiro, como eu já disse, com uma maturidade econômica e profissional, que ele pode escolher onde ele quer morar. E Miami tem sido a escolha de muita gente, porque a hora que você começa a colocar no papel é, os prós e os contras de uma cidade, aqui é quase a nossa casa. Então, assim, a, é uma cultura que é muito, muito cheia de, de, de particularidades que são similares com as nossas. E, obviamente, que a grande, é, a, a grande coisa dos Estados Unidos, em geral, é a questão do visto. Ah, eu vou perguntar para a Alicia, é, essa questão do visto é, dos brasileiros que estão vindo para cá, ela fala português. É, <risos> das brasileiras que estão vindo para cá. Como você vê essa, essa the immigration, actually, the immigration of Brazilians here? Fantastic. Wait, um, the immigration of the Brazilians to Miami has been a wonderful thing. It follows a strong legacy of many immigrants. I, of course, am an immigrant um, from Cuba, but behind us came many other countries. The Brazilians come in with a new language, which mm -hmm. was great because it really opened up, it kind of exploded 
our desire to include a new language. And it was so important because remember that our migration is not limited to South America. Right. The Europeans are coming more and more. In fact, uh, last month in Aston Martin, we sold more to Europeans than to South Americans. Yes, so it's a wonderful thing because the globalization continues, which means that our markets continues and our synergies continue and in our ability to grow our businesses continue. So it's very, very interesting. So when the Brazilians came, which I'm going to say was about 20 years ago, mm -hmm. you brought this whole new energy and you brought one of the largest economies in all of South America and the world mm -hmm. and kind of integrated it to our economy here. And as happens, I, I often say that coming to Miami is like a good love affair. You come, you stay a day or two, and before you know it, you just can't stay away. <laughs> you have to keep coming back and back, and it gets more and more connected. And that's what happened with the Brazilians. And we've had, an, in real estate alone, we've had some great development that's done here and a great sense of style and of design and, of course, food. And so you've really permeated through all of our industries with tourism and everything that's important here. The Brazilian community now forms an important part of as well. É, eu estava perguntando para ela como ela vê a imigração do brasileiro. E ela fala que assim, é, e aí de repente nós brasileiros entramos aqui e despertamos um desejo neles de falar até uma outra língua. Então essa brasilidade que a gente tem é, no, no design, é, na moda, é, são coisas que a gente acabou é, somando a cidade e, e expandindo o que a gente oferece hoje. Um, one of the, the, the main things for the Brazilians now are like the visas. So we just want to like talk like briefly uh, about the EB-5. So EB-5 is a great opportunity that still continues in the United States. And it's an opportunity to make an investment in the United States and through the investment, acquire your citizenship. Mm -hmm. It's a path to citizenship, which is phenomenal because it's a very clean path. Right. So it's easy. Mm -hmm. I will say that with all of this negative conversation about immigration, a positive, a clear positive is that there's no negatives about legal immigration. The negative conversation is about illegal conversation. Right. And I think that gets lost in the shuffle. And people think that it's an anti-immigration sentiment in this country, which in fact there is not an anti-immigration um, sentiment in the and United the contrary, States. Right? On the contrary, the United States was built on immigrants. Miami certainly mm -hmm. was built by immigrants. And at a time when unemployment is the lowest that anyone can remember, more than ever, we need legal immigration into mm -hmm. the country that will be productive, that will bring increased talent, that will bring treasure, will pay taxes, and will help us continue to grow and evolve and, and continue to keep the United States the greatest country that it is. Então, eu, tava, é, eu fiz a pergunta do EB-5 porque eu acho brilhante, cada vez que eu penso nessa lei, quão, quão brilhante é você dar acesso para, para imigrantes que têm dinheiro para viver no seu país legalmente. Então, esses imigrantes, eles são muito bem recebidos aqui, diferente do que eles têm, é, o que falam por aí. É, os Estados Unidos, ele quer sim os imigrantes e por isso que ele cria essas leis que habilitam uma pessoa que tenha dinheiro para investir a poder viver nos Estados Unidos, criar seus filhos nos Estados Unidos e tudo isso legalmente. Obviamente que o imigrante que não é legal não interessa para o país, mas o imigrante legal interessa muito, porque ele trabalha aqui, ele gera emprego, ele cria seus filhos, ele gera talento. Então, é, é muito importante para o país que a gente possa somar. Uh -huh. So, if you're looking for a good uh, avenue, to find uh, the visas, the EB-5 program is obviously a great one. I think we were talking the other day that currently it's about a, 
about a $500,000 investment, right. I believe, total. There's talk that it may be increasing later this year, unconfirmed, but it, it's out there and it's an exciting opportunity. So we're here with the, again, the Miami Real Estate Podcast, a special edition for our friends in Brazil, joined by my co-host, Mariana Lima, broker associate and all-around Miami ambassador to Brazil, and Alicia Cervera La Madrid, managing partner for Cervera Real Estate. So ladies, let's talk about a little, we were talking about emigration and moving. Right. But that's not always the case in terms of uh, no. your buyer. Sometimes there's an investor, mm -hmm. right? So maybe let's ask Elisa about what are some of the hot markets. Let's get her take on what's moving in Miami right now. É, agora a gente vai perguntar para Elisa porque não necessariamente todo mundo quer vir morar aqui ou pode, né? Mas a gente tem oportunidades de investimento incríveis aqui. Eu acho que é importante para nós brasileiros é, ter a gente ter acesso a essa informação e obviamente que ninguém melhor do que a Alice para poder pontuar aonde são tipo os mercados mais interessantes para a gente agora Miami <laughs> and, no more yeah, you know I, I think that it, it sounds funny but it's just true you know and now that's expanding to Fort Lauderdale also because mm -hmm. of the connection with the bright line right. that unlike with our concept of Fort Lauderdale in the past where it was seen kind of a separate city mm -hmm. now it's we're, we're embracing it more like almost a suburb of the city right because there's just really quick access when you can get on that train in 30 35 minutes no, be and there. at that train we have to point esse trem que vai ligar que tá ligando né já começou tá Miami a Fort Lauderdale a gente teve uma uma viagem da, 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 do time inteiro Sim. e parecia que eu tava na Disney então é um, é um passeio para todo mundo é é um passeio lindo 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 então um, it's expanded our city. So within the city, there are opportunities in different areas, to be sure. Mm -hmm. I think that downtown is certainly a very ripe opportunity now because of, in great part, what Aston Martin's doing here, it's elevating the entire, um, what I call the west side of the bay. Right. You know, because now mainland. we're yeah. mainland Miami yeah. versus Miami Beach, where people were thinking, oh, to get that level or to get that quality, to get that sophistication, we have to be on the beach. Well, now you're getting all of that and you're getting it at half the price. Mm -hmm. So it's an unbelievable opportunity. And I think that in the success of that opportunity, because as you know, the construction is going, the building's over 30% sold, et cetera, also comes the success of the city and the neighborhood because it pulls everything up. Mm -hmm. So there's great opportunities in the downtown area to uh, really get some, some interesting buys, both in pre-construction, where you have this wonderful long-term payment schedule where you can pay here, for instance, you can pay it over four years. Right. Or if you need immediate access, there's some really good options. Aria, we're delivering right now. It's mm -hmm. a great opportunity. And as you go uh, north to the whole Edgewater neighborhood, there's some interesting things. But it's not the only interesting things. Right. The river's developing fascinating in that whole little river area. I keep on saying that like people don't really realize we have a line here at the Aston Martin and I will translate everything, but I just don't wanna miss it, that we get the 07 and if you think about it, the view of like going up the river is amazing because now all the cool restaurants are there. It's fantastic. It's, in fact, we're doing our next top producer dinner there. You know, we always like to be in the hottest place uh -huh. because it is so happening. Right. And there's great opportunity there for people that, that have a little bit of an edge on them that are mm -hmm. looking for something slightly different. So there's these little pockets that you can help your client navigate and discover. And there's something for everyone here because mm -hmm. the city has been built by people so many different ideas. Right. Então, na verdade, o que a gente estava é, discutindo aqui, contando para vocês, é que tem muitas oportunidades. Obviamente, uma delas é o Aston Martin, que a gente realmente fala que 
esse empreendimento vai mudar o skyline de Miami. A gente não tinha nada de super alto luxo no que a gente chama de mainland. Um, e esse vai ser o primeiro projeto que vai ter, ter isso. Mas não é só aqui. Tem o Iron the Bay, que acabou de ficar pronto, que é Midtown e Edgewater, que é um bairro novo, mas que tem uma acessibilidade incrível. Você está a 20 minutos de qualquer coisa. Assim, Miami tem muitas oportunidades. É... E mais ainda... É, a gente tem uma área nova daqui de Miami que chama é, Subindo o Rio, que é onde estão os restaurantes bacanas, Kiki on the River, que vocês brasileiros adoram, uma diquinha de restaurante novo, é, mas que é tudo pro lado de cá. É, Alissa, um, there has been a little um, misconcept of the stocks and inventory, and can you explain us a little bit more about like the, the latest reports and the numbers and everything else? Yes. Well, uh, as we know, in Miami, everything happens in a big way. We just don't know how to do things in a little <laughs> way, you know? <laughs> you know, our beaches are big, our skyline is big, our sun is big, We're, we just do things in a big way. And this city um, has developed and continues to develop very, very quickly. So. Um, after the, the tough times of 2007 and 2008, we were left with all of these spectacular buildings, which gratefully were purchased, were mm -hmm. purchased cash, mm -hmm. and more importantly, were filled up. Right. We have real people living in all those buildings, whether they bought and moved in or whether they rented for someone who had closed on the units, mm -hmm. it's completely occupied. And one of the things that I learned during that time was that sales were important, but occupancy was key. Because if you sold something and nothing, no one moved in, that real estate was never going to appreciate. Mm -hmm. Empty real estate does not appreciate. Right. When you have a full city that continues to grow at a staggering rate, and Miami is one of the fastest growing cities in the United States, then the demand is pushing mm -hmm. the pricing and pushing the development. So now what we have is another wave of deliveries. Mm -hmm. So units are being delivered. The units are delivering incredibly well, mm -hmm. not like happened in 2007 and 2008 right. where people didn't close. This time around, everybody's closing. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it was built on much more solid foundation, mm -hmm. not only because the deposit structure was 50, 60, and up to 70%, mm -hmm. but because the city had come such a long right. way. Because the city didn't stay stagnant over the 10 years, it continued to grow. And the rents, which we were worried about, what's going to happen when all this inventory gets delivered? We were concerned that there would be a downward turn in rentals. Well, in fact, last year, in 2017, there was a slight. And by slight, I mean less than 1%. Mm -hmm. But people thought it's going to be a trend. Right. Well, guess what? This year, it started going up again. Mm -hmm. So it hasn't gone up a lot. But what it shows is a stable market with the rents holding and the population continuing to grow. So, not unlike what happened to me at the end of the cycle in 2007 and 2008, mm -hmm. because I think, as I said earlier, I think that this cycle ended in 2017, the first quarter of 2018. Mm -hmm. So, just almost exactly the same as happened to me last time, what happened? I'm sitting in my office, I get a call from a developer, and he says, Alicia, I think we need to talk. I said, great, let's talk, what's up? He says, I think I need to start building again. I said, wow, this is like deja vu, same developer. Right. Um, we went to market with him, first building in the Brickell area. Of mm -hmm. course, it sold out, huge success. And now he says, I think it's time to do it again. So, of course, first conversation, we have to get the, the floor plan settled in, everything like that. But it's an indication. And why? Because the city is full. Mm -hmm. And when we talked about it last time, he said, if we don't start building now, we're going to be facing another housing shortage. Right. And as all of us who are realtors know, if you're looking for a rental, you better show up with your checkbook, because if not, 
somebody else is going to rent it before you right. get there. É, é muito interessante porque existe uma, uma uma ideia de que a cidade tem muito estoque. Então, ela estava contando um pouquinho historicamente o que aconteceu lá em 2007. E o que ela disse é o seguinte, graças a Deus que esses esses empreendimentos foram construídos. Porque se não fossem esses empreendimentos, hoje a gente não teria nenhum lugar para morar. E a gente está num segundo ciclo, num segundo ciclo que está entregando é, residências e, e condos. E, e, mas a, a grande vantagem é que o mercado imobiliário, ele não funciona vazio. Mas a gente tem muita gente. Então, cada ano que passa, a gente tem mais gente mudando para cá. Então, por essa razão, é, o mercado de aluguel, por exemplo, do ano passado, não, não ficou parado, subiu. E para o ano que vem, vai subir mais um pouco pelas estatísticas. E o bacana que a gente consegue falar aqui, por exemplo, é, essa informação toda está no, no report de 2018, que a gente vai ter depois embaixo, tem um link para vocês clicarem. Então, são todas essas informações que eu acho que é importante é, a gente saber. E o que a Alice estava dizendo é que agora, os mesmos developers que estão entregando essas unidades agora, já estão ficando prontos para fazer, dar o próximo passo. Por quê? Porque existe uma necessidade, existe uma demanda. Alisa, can you tell us a little bit in terms of like the number of people that are getting into Miami yearly, that every year it increases, and that's the reason why we we have we have need. I owe you the number, Mariana, because okay. I don't remember it, but we'll get it up on your follow-up. Okay. Um, however, it is again one of the fastest growing cities in the country. And they are, that is accelerating and it's It's documented numerically, and all of us who try to go from point A to point B in town mm -hmm. can document it personally. Or when you, go, when you go up, like on Tuesdays and Thursdays, when they have the brickle run, yeah. then you're like, oh my God. And I saw this recently, I believe the number, we'll fact check this, but the number was about a million uh, people in terms of population growth the last 10 years. Um milhão de pessoas, With, uh, a gente vai checar nos últimos 10 anos. É, é, uma cidade, é uma cidade. And in terms of appreciation, um, the in the last 25 years, condominiums in South Florida have appreciated about 249%, an average sustained appreciation of about 9% year over year. And, and like all things, you know, there's slight highs and slight lows. Waves. I think it's very important to note that now that we're in our 30s as a city, I, I don't believe we're going to have those extreme highs and lows right. that we had when we were in our teenage years and in our 20s. This is a more stable growth. So like any major market, whether you're in London or Hong Kong or Paris or New York or Sao Paulo, mm -hmm. I'm sure that there are dips and heights. Mm -hmm. And so I think we're going to see those in Miami as well. I think it's uh, impossible to time those exactly. Mm -hmm. What you have to look at is the trajectory. Right. And the trajectory in Miami has always been high. And as Omar was just saying, it was... 239. 239, 25 years, yeah. 9% yearly. 9% yearly, year over year, not bad, right? And um, that's just talking about the real estate. It's not talking about all of the other factors mm -hmm. that go into play. O importante dizer é que existe um trend. Nos últimos 25 anos, as propriedades apreciaram aqui 239%, é 9% ao ano. Então, assim, é um mercado muito sólido, muito provavelmente no futuro a gente não vai ver tantos ups and downs, porque, como a gente disse, Miami já amadureceu. Mas ainda, se você comparar com grandes cidades no mundo, ainda nessa cidade você tem uma chance de ter uma apreciação de capital, porque historicamente a gente vem crescendo, e ali se apontou bem Fort Lauderdale, por exemplo, que é uma cidade que ainda 
é, tá crescendo e, e, e tem oportunidades por aí. And also very important, important that when you compare the valuations, the prices in Miami to all of the major cities around the world that we're being compared to, and we're top 15 for wealth. Mm -hmm. We are very inexpensive, mm -hmm. very inexpensive. When I work with international brokers, we recently I did a tour for a gentleman who has a beautiful office in London, and he was very interested in representing Aston Martin in London. He was, uh -huh. couldn't believe it. Now, why? Well, obviously, he's British. He knows right. the Aston Martin brand, the Queen, et cetera, et cetera. But the pricing, he said, Alicia, this is unbelievable that you can buy this quality with this view and this location at these prices. Yeah. And that is continuous as you travel around the world and you talk to luxury real estate brokers and or owners of property, mm -hmm. they really cannot believe mm -hmm. our pricing in Miami still. There's a lot of opportunity for upside here. E a Alice apontou uma coisa que é muito interessante, é para o que você consegue aqui com o valor, se você comparar com qualquer outra cidade do mundo, as pessoas às vezes acham que a gente está brincando. Ontem mesmo eu estive aqui no Assumato com uma pessoa da China. Sim. E ele falava assim para mim, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Eu falava, não, é isso. Realmente, a gente de preço, a gente tem preços muito bons, muito menores que São Paulo, por exemplo. Sim. For, for the level of quality, uh -huh. it's amazing. So very interesting stuff today, ladies. Once again, this is the Miami Real Estate Podcast special edition for our friends in Brazil. So speaking of uh, real estate and the other main, uh, let's say, motivator for, for buyers is just to have that beautiful second or third, fourth home in a world-class city. There's no better than Miami. So the, I think it's time that we give a, a, another quick mention to our friends here at Aston Martin, Miami Sales Gallery, probably one of the best uh, second, third, or fourth home option. So what do we have to say about Aston Martin and how does it fit into this landscape? Um, a verdade é que essa região hoje em dia, para mim, para gente que mora aqui em Miami, é como se você tivesse é, em Upper East Side. Você tem os melhores restaurantes, então você tem o Zuma aqui atrás, Cipriani, Cantina La Vente, La Petit Maison. Agora, o Novikov, que é de Londres, por aqui. Então, eu brinco, como, como eu costumo dizer, tipo, agora as pessoas estão dirigindo bastante se tem um apartamento em Sanyaya, porque todos os hotspots são aqui perto. A gente tem é, um design incrível, é, um arquiteto maravilhoso e um incorporador com poder de construir cash. Então, assim, todo o risco que você teria aí de uma pessoa que está levering de um pouquinho de dinheiro, etc., a gente não tem aqui. Então, a gente tem unidades de, de todos os tamanhos para todos os bolsos. Tem uma forma de pagamento, como a Lisa estava explicando, que você tem quatro anos para pagar. Então, a gente está indo muito bem. So Juan, maybe, and you weren't you weren't expecting this or a sound engineer back there, maybe we could give a pan on the video camera to the audience so they can take in the, the beautiful views here. Sorry to, to throw that curveball at you. So ladies, then once again, in terms of the process for uh, buying as a foreign buyer, what are, it's complicated, right? So what, what do you have, what's the message? It's, it's not complicated. It's not complicated. It's compared to Brazil, it's so easy. It's super easy. Yeah. You know, the Americans have a magical way of making things very easy. You follow the rules, the path is very clear. So, and why is it easy? It's easy because um, the, the title structure is very simple. Mm -hmm. So you, you know that you're buying um, and you're going to get what you're buying. The path to get money in here may not be so simple, but it's a global issue, but it's clear. 
So you just wire money into the United States. You don't need to be a citizen of the United States. You don't even need to be a resident of the United States. This is a country. You don't even need to have a visa. You don't need to have a you visa. You can be a tourist and purchase a property. You can be, exactly. So you have a tourist visa. So it is very easy to purchase property in the United States. And, and it's, a, it's very generous. I mean, I can't go to the Bahamas and as a foreign national buy a piece of property in the Bahamas, let alone Switzerland. You know? So it really is a very clear path to ownership here. You have to have good professionals guiding you. So, of course, in Brazil, you have Mariana, who is happy to help you. And you need a good lawyer that can uh, document yours. And everyone in the United States needs to have an accountant. Because with proper accounting, you can uh, manage your situation in the United States well, structure it well. We have a great inheritance uh, opportunity here so that you can organize your legacy well. And you can discount a lot of your expenses associated with your property. It's a very good and simple system to acquire property. É, o Omar estava perguntando quão complicado é você comprar uma propriedade aqui. E a verdade é que comparado com qualquer outro país do mundo é muito simples. Obviamente que você tem steps, obviamente que você precisa de um time que trabalhe com você. E a grande vantagem de Miami é que esse time fala a sua língua. É, perfeitamente. Você não vai comprar em Londres e não vai achar alguém para falar super bem a sua língua. Então você tem advogados incríveis aqui que falam português um pessoal que faz toda a sua parte de contabilidade, que é muito importante, não só aqui, mas em qualquer lugar do mundo. É, e os Estados Unidos, ele é muito brilhante quando ele cria essas regras. É, inclusive, a gente tem até um e-book que a gente escreveu em português, que fala os oito tópicos mais importantes. Oito, oito coisas só você precisa ver. Então, assim, a informação está é, à disposição e não é a gente dizendo isso, mas existe um sistema aqui na cidade de Miami que chama miamidale.gov que você consegue checar por quanto aquela propriedade foi vendida, qual é o imposto que você paga. Então, assim, a informação é, é muito rico em informação é, e os passos são muito simples. Obviamente que você precisa ter bons profissionais para te, te auxiliar nessa tomada de decisão. E uma outra coisa que eu acho que é muito importante para o brasileiro saber é, mesmo com essa história de falar, ah, o dólar está muito alto, o dólar está muito... Na verdade, o importante é você se redear em dólar. O importante é você ter o seu dinheiro aqui nos Estados Unidos, porque isso pode ser o futuro dos seus filhos lá na frente. Se você tem o seu dinheiro nos Estados Unidos, o seu dinheiro começa a produzir nos Estados Unidos, porque então esse 9% growth é em dólares. Então é uma questão de quando você vai fazer isso. Eu, como cubano, aprendi muito cedo que diversificar seus assets fora do seu país de origem é sempre uma boa coisa. Então, da mesma maneira que você diversificar em seu próprio país, your assets, no one's going to have all of their money in one business. Mm -hmm. In a global economy as the one we live in now, it's good to diversify outside of your country. And one of the incredibly important things in the United States is that we have fiscal continuity. Mm -hmm. You can count on the laws to have some level of permanence. Mm -hmm. There's always adjustments, I shouldn't say always, there's occasional adjustments, but they're minor. Mm -hmm. It's not like all of a sudden your ship does a U-turn right. and you're using and you're losing property rights or you're losing um, the ability to, to rent a property or evict a tenant mm -hmm. or all of these things that in so many countries are so complicated. This system works in the United States because it's clear very transparent mm -hmm. and it has longevity mm -hmm. so you can count on the rules to stay the rules yeah i was gonna say this essa, essa exata essa palavra que eu acho que a gente fica muito surpreso aqui pro bom são as regras existem regras essas regras têm que ser seguidas e essas regras normalmente não mudam então não é que você tem um direito de fazer alguma coisa hoje que depois amanhã você não tem mais então essa é a grande vantagem da gente estar aqui dentro dos Estados Unidos é para auxiliá-los a, a ter essa percepção de que você pode sim 
é, tirar um pouco do seu risco, do risco do Brasil, e ter o seu dinheiro aqui em dólares, e tudo isso dentro de regras. E dentro de regras que não é que vai durar só hoje, são regras que, que, vão, que vão perpetuar por, por bastante tempo. So, final thoughts here, Alicia, what do you want to leave us with uh, for those that are out there listening and thinking, why Miami, why now? So, it's always the right time to buy at Miami, and I've never really met anyone that said, wow, I wish I had never come to Miami, I wish I had never bought to Miami, uh, in Miami. I've met a lot of people that have said, I wish I would have bought sooner. Mm -hmm. So, sooner is right now. So, the time is now. There's no need to wait. We are here, open arms. It's a great time to, to buy. There is good selection in our city. It continues to grow, and the opportunities are going to continue to expand, but not at this price. Uh, anybody who was in Miami 20 years ago knows that anything they would have bought 20 years ago, they wish they had hung on to. And even the people that went through the worst of it in mm -hmm. 2007, 2008, and sold or got out, look at me now and say, boy, I wish I would have stuck it out. Right. Because even though it was expensive for 2007, 2008, it isn't anymore. Right. So this is a city that you can count on to continue delivering. So don't wait. You're going to love being here. You're going to have fun. And you're going to do some very interesting things. Então, a Alice está dizendo o seguinte, que ela nunca ouviu ninguém dizendo, tipo, ah, eu me arrependi de ter chegado em Miami. Ao contrário, todo mundo fala, por que eu não fui antes? Por que eu não comprei antes? Então, mesmo as pessoas que tiveram, talvez, uma, uma quedinha de preço na crise de 2007, 2008, hoje voltam dizendo, me arrependi, não devia ter, ter vendido, deveria ter segurado. Porque, realmente, é um mercado que só tem a crescer e o momento é agora. Porque vai chegar uma hora que vai ficar mais caro. Né? A gente ainda tem grandes oportunidades aqui. É, e uma outra coisa que eu queria... É, terminar dizendo é, é possível é possível a gente sair do Brasil vir trabalhar aqui nos Estados Unidos criar uma família ter os seus filhos falando é, mais de uma língua então assim a gente é prova viva disso Sim. que a gente chega aqui e é mais que possível passa todos os dias it's more than possible it happens every day this is a country that was built by people that arrived with nothing and or with everything But whatever they arrived with, they grew it, they made it better, and it's a country and a city that's very welcoming. We embrace that. Mm -hmm. You really have the opportunity here to, to make your dreams come true, and if you come without a dream, because sometimes life takes you there, you will find your dream here. É, então, assim, é muito possível. É, essa é uma cidade que, tipo, que, que faz com que os seus sonhos se tornem realidade. E cada vez mais é, a gente tem as portas abertas para qualquer tipo de talento. Hoje em dia, Miami é uma cidade que te, tem o coração aberto para os novos talentos. So we're going to leave it there. We covered a lot today. I hope you all enjoyed it. As you can tell, this is an extremely popular and in-demand property. You're live here in the Aston Martin Sales Gallery. So thanks for bearing with us on that. We hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, if you have any ideas um, or questions you might have for a future episode specifically for Brazil, they can email us at miamirealestatepodcast.com. Always would love to hear from you. you. Ladies, you were great. I hope you had fun, and I look forward to having you back on soon. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Mariana. My pleasure. Thank you, and thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we certainly enjoyed making it. We hope you will come back. We've got some more great content dedicated to informing, intriguing, and inspiring Miami real estate professionals. Where can you find us? We're on the podcast store, wherever podcasts are available. That's iTunes, of course. We're also on Podbean, Spotify, Audible, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can even ask Alexa about us. Go ahead and visit cervera.com slash blog. That's where our newsroom is located. We've got some more great content there as well, market reports, and more. You can sign up for our newsletter there. 
connect with us on social at Cervera RE, or send us an email, Miami Real Estate Podcast at Cervera.com. We would love to hear from you. So from all of us here in Miami, where the future is always bright, until next time. Thank you.